This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome, dirties. We are so excited to come back to a new episode of Till the Dirt. I know you don't usually have a formal open, but today there's a lot of formalities, a lot of annuals, a lot of things that are happening. Right, Tommy? Yes, there are. I want to acknowledge, Tommy, this has been a tough week for you because you are already emotional as it is. But your best friend, Jamie Sagantai, you always make fun of how I don't pronounce his name. Sangathai. Sangathai. Sangutai. He's Thai. It's a Thai last So name. his name is Thai. Like, my last name isn't Persian. It's Javid. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm But aware. Jamie's last name has Thai in it because he's from Thailand originally. Yes, that's how it works. <laughs> so it's not Sagantai. It's Sagantai, you say. Sagantai. Sagantai. Yeah. Are you pronouncing it with the full Thai accent? Or, yes. like, is that the American accent from Queens? <laughs> That's definitely That's Queen's the way the Queen. <laughs> okay, he had a birthday, December 7th. Same day as Pearl Harbor. A historic day of remembrance for me. I'm sorry for your loss because your best friend Rob passed away. Yeah, he did, it's a rough week, man. My buddy Vito, he died 2006, December 3rd. And this is why every December you turn into like a hyper emotional crazy guy. Yeah, it just sucks, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just part of it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm used to it. But it sucks to be used to it. I feel like you've lost more people than the average bear. For sure. I know I have. Just when I talk to people, they're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Get away from me, you black cloud. You know what I mean? Get like, ahead uh, away from me. That's yeah. why you thought I was going to die, yeah. because you were like, oh, this should have happened to me left and right. Frequent, bro. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit. So, uh. like, shout out to heaven. That video you posted was so beautiful saying happy birthday to Jamie. It was a beautiful tribute. To I just think it's like there was such Did a, you post it? Yeah, but I used to think it was, I guess it's cathartic or, or therapeutic for people because I used to think that it was really funny when someone died that like you post, what like you who's mean? that to? You know what I mean? They're oh. dead. You think that wherever they are in the afterlife that they're sitting around on Facebook and like like checking in who wrote a message to me today. Like I never got it, but now I do it too. So uh, I, I don't know. You can't beat them, join them. But yeah, man, you know, it sucks. Most you never met these people either, you know, so I it, it, it's unfortunate. My buddy Rob's got... Little kids, you know what I mean? They're not so little anymore, actually. You uh, describe his wife as a really, really badass woman. Totally, totally. You said that she and I should meet because we would get along really well. Well, you did. One of the times when we went to watch what happens, they met us. Like, they were the people that I put in the audience, her and a friend. When the doors opened, they came running at my wife and she hadn't met them previously, so she thought she, they were like fans. They were hugging her and shit, so she was like, whoa. And then I had to, no, this is such and such, but, you know, you didn't get a chance to spend much time with them, you know what I'm saying, that night. She's a really tough broad. She's a real good woman. 
Her kids are awesome, and, uh, you know, it sucks. You know, as a father, I would like to lean on Rob for fatherly advice because he's one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life, you know? And I feel like in your life, you don't have a lot of people that you can talk to, especially because you're a new dad and you're a businessman and there are men that can mentor you like Rob in your life that they weren't here anymore. Well, there's not a lot of people that I sit there with, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth because sometimes you need to listen and sometimes you need to shut the fuck up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You and there's not a lot of people that I would just sit there that. and listen. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of people. And he's one of those people that I would sit there and listen. Craig too. Craig's someone that, you know, I'll always sit there and listen to what he's got to say. And, uh, you Definitely know. don't jinx anything that happened to Craig. Oh, yeah, man. Nah, nah, Craig's resilient, dude. Craig's okay. resilient. Well, can I talk about just a pivot? No, no, that's good. Listen, it, this is a, you know, we're taking a break from telling our story to end out the year. We're going to do a Christmas episode. We're going to do uh, New Year's covering, the you know, this year's past, the year to come. And uh, today we're going to talk about charity and we'll get back to our story next year. And this is a tough week, like I said, and the best way to get out of that is to, you know, think about positive things. You know, I'm real proud of you this week. You went out there not telling anybody because that's not how you operate. What was that the, for the babies? Oh, shout out to Casey Wilson because, all right, yeah, so it's Baby to Baby is the charity. And Casey Wilson, who does Bitch Sesh with her partner, they raised $33,000 for Baby to Baby, which is like headed by like Jessica Alba and like Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston's best friend, Jen Meyer, like Kate Hudson, like the gala is like a star-studded A-list amazing mom that like, oh, Vanessa Bryant was honored this year. And like Baby to Baby that's right here in Culver City used to accept clothes and donations. Okay. Because of COVID, they can only accept COVID-approved types of donations. Oh, yeah, or like brand new shit. So when you want to donate these days, it can be tricky because you can't do what you used to do and put your stuff directly in the hands of someone else. But I just responded to Casey Wilson's IG post. She's a big Bravo fan that broad, right? Yeah. She loves all the Bravo she's stuff. A, what we would she call called me a Delph. A, she's yes. the one who called me the Delph, right? She did call you a Delph. Yeah. And so did um I mean I didn't know what the fuck a Delph was. A daddy I'd like to fuck. No, I get it now, but at the time that night I was posting it all over the place. But it wasn't the the East Coast sees that shit first, yes. right? So and I, I was already hearing you Dilf, Tommy, you're a Dilf. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these people are you talking about. You walked into the room and you were like, what's a Dilf? And I was like, a daddy I'd like to fuck. And so they show a picture of you in a tuxedo. It was, what's the name well, of it? Well, I have a Dilf in a tuxedo. You know what I'm saying? You actually had one of your pictures on your Tinder was a selfie in the bathroom wearing a fucking tuxedo. No, I don't take bathroom selfies, bro. It was oh, not a it was a hotel room? No, I was lying down on a on chair or some skin? shit. Lying some shit on like a chair? Yeah, no, sitting in a chair. Show but me like how to with, do but an overhead view of it. Like a mirror on a ceiling? No, there was a, <laughs> there was no bathroom selfie. <laughs> you took a picture of yourself in a suit and that was one of your Tinder pictures. Oh, this is my whole point about Jamie. Okay, your beautiful friend who I still haven't been able to meet before ever, Jamie Sagantai, is the reason 
you and I are here. So even though he's passed away, and even though he passed away before I got a chance to meet him, we were in the hospital as he was taking his final breaths. We yes. did go together, and his father was there, and you were there, yes, and a select few other people. But do you ever realize that if it wasn't for Jamie, who I never met, but he's still responsible for you and I being here today? Why? Because he gave you the validity that I was a that oh he knows Jamie, so he's got to be all right. No. Why? Because the fucking selling point of swiping right on you was the photo of you sitting in a fashion show in one of those white wedding chairs, those wooden ones, those folding fancy ones that yeah, they no, only I use get for it. weddings. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And I understand. I You're look like wearing a, a shirt, a plaid shirt. I look like a supermodel in that picture. I get it. But, I know. But I, you I used don't, to have hair. But what does Jamie have to do? Because he was sitting next to me, but like it's... Yes, because... Jamie is the reason why you went to that fashion show and sat in that chair and took that picture because you're terrible at taking pictures. Jamie was all about taking pictures. For sure. And he made sure that you guys got a picture sitting in the front row of a fashion show looking very good, which both of you did. And that picture is why you had something to put on your Tinder profile because all the rest of your pictures were trash and garbage. That's, that's, and I would have never fucking true. swiped on them. That's true. You look like a you were wearing like these plastic gold gas station Elvis glasses in another picture. And then you had some weird like duck oh, hat in no, another one. No, it was awful. No, I see. No, I see what you're saying. Hot tip for girls. One thing that you should see as an advantage, the average straight male who's not like into himself and does like gym pics and all this stuff, he's going to have bad pics. So his profile pictures are are going to be pretty below average. So don't curb appraise a man based off his photos. If they're bad, chances are he's a good guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they're bad pictures, chances yeah. are he's not a conceited psychopath. <laughs> he's not like a douchebag. Because only douchebags have really well curated <laughs> pictures. You know what I mean? Oh, you're the best, babe. I love you. Just wanted to tell you. <laughs> shout out to Jamie Sagantai. Shout out to douchebags. <laughs> All you douchebags. Shout out to the douchebags. Shout out to the asshole. So I think it's time for us to have a toast. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the assholes. Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Honey West. Shout out to Kanye. Shout out to Kanye. I just hope you realize that because I know that Jamie is realizing that from heaven. Okay. And if you ever feel like a gust of wind behind you. That's not you farting? <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, Sometimes that's not what that was? That gust of wind when there's nothing there, it is your spirits that are coming around to say hello. That guy got me yesterday, dude. The guy that came in here to do... So like Shams oh, has, has had a call for a little bit and we're just trying to make sure that it's not, you know, anything that he's in the environment that we're living in. So I just wanted the peace of mind. So I had the guy come in that does the chem, like the air testing and- um, Explain a little more, more backstory. Well, like I said, Shams has had a call for a little bit. We've gone to the doctor. They've done x-rays. They've done, you know, they everything looks fine. I just don't think that he should have that cough. It's not all the time. It's just, you know- Every now and then, maybe I'm being paranoid, whatever. So you had me 
reach out to the environmental air test people. Yes. And it's not a cheap test. No. And it basically is quality control. So the guy that came over, his name is Carl, and he's awesome. Yeah. He didn't shut the fuck up, but he, he was real good. Really He tall. was real good. He knew his shit, whatever, but... Um, he had the vibe of, like, Danny Glover in that movie. What's the Mel Gibson, Danny Glover? Lethal Weapon. One? You thought he was going to have a shootout with drug dealers <laughs> in our house? I take it back. He had the vibes of Danny Glover in the movie Canyon. Come on. Grand come on. Canyon? Grand Canyon. Okay, so Lawrence, maybe. directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Maybe he just had the vibe of Danny Glover. Yeah. He was but a, much younger. This guy's way younger. But no, he's a nice, he's super nice. He's super knowledgeable. But Do you think he I got can- me good. He has a thermal reading. So like when you could see in the walls and you could see the heat, like we speaking of Danny Glover, Predator 2. So you could see like how the Predator would see, you see like the x-ray vision. Okay. And he put, I didn't see him do it, but he had put his hand on the wall and then he did it. And like, there was a handprint on the wall <laughs> and he said, yo, bro, you got ghosts. And I was like, fuck, you're not a, that's probably why I didn't see the fuck that? out of it. What's going on? Yeah, no, he caught me for a second, man. Oh he caught me. God. I got to admit, you are he caught so me. Naive. He caught me for a second. I was like, what? What the fuck are you talking about, ghosts? Oh, yeah. Red, he put his hand on the wall and yeah. then he used his thermal detector and he created a handprint. Yeah, that wouldn't fucking, otherwise be where it was, dude. Ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Why is there a handprint? You know? Oh, my He's God. He's like, yeah, you got ghosts. I <laughs> I would have not fallen for that yeah, at all. Nah, he Sorry. got me. He, he caught me for a second. You like, want to hear something terrible? If you guys ever have a handyman or a contractor or a plumber, some purveyor that needs to service something in your home for any reason, the first thing Tommy does is A, he disappears. B, if he walks past them, he'll barely maintain eye. He'll be like, what's up, what's up, man? And then he'll leave. And then if he does communicate with him, they'll, he'll be like, I know absolutely nothing about any of this. That's not so true. if you told me that a screwdriver and a That's washer cost two pennies, That's I not would true. not know if it was this 2000 or two pennies. This is all lies. Yes, you do. The first thing I do always is ask, offer them something to drink. Do you oh, want a water or do you want a Gatorade or can I get you something to drink? Right before, after you tell that's them the you don't first know thing I anything. do. No, the first thing I'll do is reprimand my wife for not offering them oh, yeah. a water or a Gatorade. We actually and offer- then I'll let them know that I'm handicapped. There's a cap on how handy I am. You know, I, I can't really do shit. Um, like all the cars. What's cause, the cap? A cap suggests that you have a little bit. Yeah, but I can't let all the cars for shams in the backyard. I've been built by me. All of them. All of them. He's got like eight. It's like a used car lot back there. Oh he's got God. like eight vehicles in the backyard that he drives none of them. He hates all of them. He's not tall enough yet. What? He, he's fine. He's more than tall enough. He reaches the brake. He doesn't like it, but whatever. I put them all together. Every one of them has just, they're just a little bit askew. Off. There's just a little bit Broken. like you, you got the lemon. If you bought that car, you got the lemon if you were at a car no lot. Wonder you know he doesn't I mean? like them. There's just something a little, something a little it's fucked a little up wonky. with it. A little wonky, yeah. But and, you know, hey. so like you don't want me doing it. You know, plus I, I hurt myself at some point doing it. There's a, a high probability I might have a stroke. I get real, God real forbid. agitated. Uh, I, I curse forbid. a lot. 
You know, you shouldn't have to bother with like you. You have to outsource. Some people have it. Some people have certain things they're good at. It's just not something I'm good at. I, some I'm people not. consider that like meditation. So I don't know how to tell this story in a humble way, so I don't sound like a douchebag. No, listen. This is it's about charity, and one of the things about charity is that you can brag about it. You know, it's one of the few times in your well, life that, that you're allowed to brag about it, well, and you can kind of be all right I with it because you're doing good though. things. What happened was. I signed up to Casey Wilson's Bitch Sesh Volunteer Day to gift wrap and shop for a specific baby, and we did it. I just showed up, and we all met at this Culver City Target. I just walked up to, it was a big group of us ladies on a Tuesday morning, and we just started gift wrapping, and then I guess, like it became a little awkward because I didn't really say like, Hey, I'm Maris or MJ. Like, you know, me from Bravo and you know, we have our masks on. I had a baseball cap on too, because I probably looked ratchet this whole week. And she was like, are you? And then I was like, yes, I'm so sorry. I didn't introduce myself properly. Then she was like, I am obsessed with you and your husband. And I was like, so embarrassed. And then it was like, Really, I don't know. It was like, why? I don't know. I felt like maybe a little bit like, did I handle this properly? Listen, and then we had a bro moment and everything was fine. And like I connected with all the ladies. And, you know, several hours later, we had handled, you know, I don't know how many families, but $30,000 worth. That's awesome. Yeah. You've, you've actually rounded out the year pretty impressively. I'm killing December. You ran that 5K for charity? That was Pride Run. So that's okay. not like really just, that's just raising awareness for the trans community and the LGBT trans youth in Palm Springs. Right. And I think Trevor Project, because I don't know if you know a lot about that stuff, but there is a high incidence of people who need a place to turn when they're trying to identify who they are and feel like they're not getting ridiculed, beaten, um, suicidal, bullied, cyber bullied for just trying to feel comfortable walking down the street. Uh, yeah, man. Then you did that uh, Project Angel food too, no? Did that on the morning of Thanksgiving, which is another reason why I feel like a champion because I still felt like I was with you guys in the afternoon late part of the day. And then we got to feed some people in need of meals. Yeah, I'm I'm real proud of you. I think Shout that it's out you know to Richard Ayub. I think it's important that I mean you, we're normal people, man. You know what I mean? We're, we're on a reality television show. It's not like we're we're very normal uh, in the sense of like our day to day lives are like everybody else. We've been given a platform, and I think it's important to use that platform for positivity. I have a son. And, you know, some of these reality shows can be pretty ratchet, drama and being craziness. I don't want that to be the message that I send to my kid in the, in the big picture. He's going to see all this shit one day. So, you know, I want him to know that his mother and father are grateful for uh, the blessings that we have. And uh, we try to give back when we can. Yeah, it's important to focus on the positive, though, because like we really do a lot of like even on the show. The lion's share of what we've done on the show has been making a fun impact, like talking about things that were hard. And then like the cringeworthy stuff that I hope and pray and believe is going to fade away. And I think the forefront is going to be 
like you know like you and me finding each other it's like a landfall is it what do you call it a landfall windfall a windfall yeah landfall i don't think is is good that's not a word doesn't sound like it'd be a good thing you don't want land falling on you i don't um, think land can fall on you unless yeah. it's like a mudslide can fall on you either oh it's a metaphor yeah. okay we're getting in there aren't we totally. with the metaphors real totally. high iq guys make sure that you are a mensa member before you can tune in and comprehend our episodes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have a thesaurus. Make sure y'all work Keep for a Keep a thesaurus. Tank. Keep a dictionary with you close by. Google because Translator. Yeah. You're going to have to, you know, really come on your A game to pay attention to a conversation between so you and me. you and I got into a big fight this morning because you didn't feel like I was speaking your love language often enough. So I should say in the topic of inspiring other people by finding each other, let me also be, keep it real with you and say like, yes, I definitely want to make sure that I acknowledge you for the things that you do. It's like sometimes I'll like open up the sliding door from the backyard and you'll be like watching a game and I'll be like, I love you. I appreciate you. And you'll be like, yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. And then I'll just close the door. And then, okay. and then sometimes you'll be like, you've never appreciate anything that I do around here. And then I'm like, how dare you say that? Yeah. We just get into a fight like every other fucking couple has. Put it that way. But at the same time, like, I always get inspired to, like, if there's an, another couple that I like and I find out that they have rough patches or good days and bad days and we get to share those stories, to me, the whole beauty and magic of this is that, like, we're having a conversation with our friends and everyone who, like, DMs us and sends us, like, all the feedback on our social pages is like keeping the conversation going yeah and yeah. so like you're worried about like our son growing up and seeing some shit but i think at the most part no, like it's not even people about, are i'm not worried about him growing up seeing happy. some shit i'm worried about him going up and you know being grateful like i said i know he's spoiled he's our only son and i enjoy spoiling him but i don't want him to be spoiled I want him to be grateful and appreciative. I kind of feel like we should ease up on the amount of toys and the number of trucks. Yeah, that's not, but that that's not just awful too. At every birthday, you know, the kids' birthdays. Everyone, like 25 people yeah, come over girl, and there's you know 25 I mean? trucks. Yes, yes, yes. So and they break kind of quick and then you have to buy another one because it's your sanity. You guys. Matter of fact, if you guys out there have any suggestions of a good way or a good place or a good home, that we could give a lot of these toys to, DM us, send it in, and I'll make sure that the toys get to them. And also, I'm going to drop off a bunch of stuff at the Goodwill down the street from yeah. us. Well, no, not the Goodwill, because the Goodwill takes that. I'm not, listen, I'm not knocking the Goodwill, but the Goodwill takes that stuff and they sell it, you know, and it takes a while. Like, if you know people that it can help them directly, I feel like it's just a better I'll way totally of doing do that. it. Yeah, if you have, you know, no, followers you out there, ideas. not every. I, I'm sure we have followers. I'm sure there's people that listen to the podcast Listeners. that, you know, might, that might not have, uh, you know, been a tough couple of years covid wise and yeah. if you, we got some of the shit it looks like it's brand new man you know what i mean so it's if, not you, want, if um, you want it i'll be happy to get it to you too so today the phone rings and it's miss vita javid and she calls me and she goes hi merki jun and i was like hi mom how are you and i was like i'm good how are you and she was like 
about your Amazon Live. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Good for her. I, I can't believe she figured out how to get to you and watch you on Amazon Live. Well, that's a very big challenge. She saw my IG story. And it is really hard to find your first Amazon Live unless you Google it. She could Google, though. She's a Googler. She's a Google it. Google she is, it. She's a Googler. She's the, the Google. Google it. The Google. <laughs> yeah, the Google. On that note, which I'll touch on that, if you guys do have an inkling to check out my essentials on my Amazon lives. I just did my first one. I'm doing another one tomorrow. I'm going to be doing them in the month of December the most often. For obvious reasons. You were phenomenal yesterday, babe. You Thank were you. outstanding. Really? Like I was in the office Whoa. working and I heard you. The key to doing any of that shit is sounding like it's nothing. And in it, it's not nothing. It's very, very difficult to be in that position. That's not why everybody could do it. And making it look easy is the whole job. And you made it look real easy. So you were outstanding yesterday. But I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Give them a little bit of an idea of what it is that you're doing Give with me Amazon. Give thunder. I thought it felt great. I just share all of the must-have things in my life. I share all the stuff that I can't live without that has through my trial and error of wasting a lot of money on garbage but, and but, then finding but, the diamonds. But what is, is that just fashion? Is it like, you know, if you find a certain ketchup, does it run the gamut or is it just one thing? You know, I don't understand. It's just yeah, anything that I you could, purchase. I could literally put my favorite ketchup if I wanted to, but I'm focusing on things that I think are really important, like my bras, like things that snatch my body, such as my everyday yoga pants, the makeup that I find that you like it when I wear because it's like a really good coverage foundation, really affordable items. So what So what do you say? So like every time you do it now, you're going to talk about your bras and your yoga pants? Every week is going to be different. Some of the things, you know, like yesterday being my first one, I didn't get to talk about everything. And it's a carousel. And you'll build the audience. You know what I mean? More people in theory should be watching the net if things go correctly. You know, we'll be watching next week and then the week after and well, you build upon it. And it's interactive. All of the people that watch the live can ask me questions and I speak to every single one of them. So like QVC. Yeah, and I speak to each one and I answer specific questions. You know, like, hey, you mentioned that last week or, you know, go and look at one of my previous lives. No, it makes sense because when you were talking to us, I didn't like, I heard you, oh, Rachel, and you know, you were saying names. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? Um, now, now, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure from the other room, I sounded like a psychopath. For those of you guys that don't know about Amazon Live yet, it's like having an IG Live, except it's on Amazon, and all of my secrets and all of my favorite things are there. So, if I let's say I'm talking about my favorite bras, the item pops up and it's highlighted right under a ticker, right underneath my camera on your screen. So you had your titties out on Amazon? I did. And I'm going to do it again. Oh, yeah. ASAP. It's the only place I'm allowed uh, right. nowadays. Yeah. Basically, the bra will come up, the photo, the link of the Amazon where I got it from. And the prices are insane because Amazon automatically pulls up the lowest price of any seller on Amazon. And then we talk about it. Like, why this bra? Why these pants? Why these yoga shorts? It sounds cool. And it's interactive, so that makes it that much better for people. Yeah, we'll just put the link in the description of this episode. And I definitely want to see you guys out there because it's like I'm a bargain shopper. Speaking of links and speaking of Amazon 
And speaking yeah. of charity, the wish list that I have up for the book club is up. I've gotten some books from you folks. I just want to say that I genuinely appreciate it. I really, really do. It's something that makes me feel good. And I wouldn't be able to do it without you folks donating the books. So again, you know, I just a little background and while we're here, the idea of Fight Club. Well, first off, when my wife was going through what she went through with the, having the kid, believe me, I, I'm not a big prayer guy, dude. But I made promises to the universe that if everybody came out of that all right, that I was going to do better and be better. And uh, I would read to the kid. And I was doing those book reviews. People might remember them on Instagram. And your uncle said, I got a bunch of books for you. So he brought me a bunch of books. You know, some of them were great. Some of them were, you know, we already had. Some of them I just, I didn't have the room for. So you don't throw a book in the garbage, right? You know, that's a sin. It's a tool, right? It's all, but a tool only works if there's, if you use it. So I wanted to give them away. And like you were talking about with uh, COVID, nobody would take them because they had to be brand yeah. new. I wanted to bring them to the children's hospital, and they wouldn't let me. Son of a gun. Sons of bitches, right? I to, mean, what, you no do good something deed. good. No good deed, goes dude. Unpunished. No good deed, right? Sheesh. So, you know, I made a, the the post about you know giving them to somebody. Long story short. People responded to it, and then, you know, there was people that needed the books, so uh, I just decided to send people books. You know, now we're over a year in, 30 families, 80 kids. They get these books every month. This month, by the way, shout out to you, shout out to Narod, uh, shout out to Layla. I wouldn't be able to get them out there this month without you girls. Layla uh, looks like she's takes you know shoots Adderall and and she's got serious OCD, bro. The way she stacked those that fucking, was crazy. That was crazy, bro. You know what I mean? She looked like like that was nuts. But thank you, Layla. Uh, now it's also a group effort. We all kind of do it each month together. I've turned it into a 501c3 because I wanted to, you know, hopefully I could scale this thing out and take it to bigger places. Uh, but in the end, all, if it's just something that we're doing as a family, you know, I think it would be a good legacy to, for us to have for our kid. Reading's a powerful tool. You know, a lot of people are born in bad situations and reading can take people out of it. You know, it can take you out of that mentally, your imagination, but also, you know, real, real stuff. You know, you can learn a lot. And uh, I think it's a powerful tool that people are forgetting about. I thank you a lot for your help doing it. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that most people don't have is follow through. And your follow through on this has been consistent AF. You know that there's 90 children, 30 families that are waiting every month for these new books. And then you just send them like stacks of books every month. And I think you don't want to let them down. So what I really would like to do big picture is, you know, I would like to go to schools, you know, buy books for classes if I could, you know, raise some money and, uh, and, and do some good with it. But well, um, I think you've been at it for like a year and change now. Well, it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? I mean it makes it's me actually feel good. been since last summer, it was a COVID baby that you had cause you started it during the year 2020. Well, and here we are at the very end of 2021. You guys, we made it. It's December 2021, and we are going to become even better, stronger, 
more like just 2.0 of ourselves. I can feel it in my bones. But, you know, for me, I wasn't always that way. You know, I definitely, well, there's people out there that listen to this that know me. They're like, what the fuck is this guy? You know, my son opened my eyes a lot to be grateful. Uh, there was a lot of time, you know, when your mom dies early, dude, and you have a lot of death in your life, you start to get angry at the universe. You think that you got fucked. Then you got to start to grow older and you realize bad things start to happen to other people. And it actually kind of makes you happy in a sick way because it's like, oh, it's not just me. Everybody gets fucked at some point. You need to know that you're not being singled out by the gods, the universe. No, like, I, I understand. I get you it. Know. You know, and my wife came out of it okay. And my I, and I got a healthy baby boy. Trust me, I know the universe ain't fucking me, dude. I'm you grateful. You scored yeah, in the I'm wife grateful. and child department I'm happy. so far. I'm a real lucky, lucky dude. But like I just always, you know, I don't know how much charity or anything like that I've ever done in my life prior to this. You know, well, anything probably, else was court ordered. You know what I mean? What happened? You were going to tell the story about getting arrested. You were like, not only do I not do charity, but. Yeah, like I said, anything else was kind of court ordered. Don't get me wrong. Like, I always, you know, I used to always give money to the homeless. Not so much now anymore because I feel like they, they shake you down. <laughs> <laughs> that asshole he's yeah, no, standing there well, being listen, hungry man, i was always the person to give him scratch and then i when i lived downtown with jamie you know i would come home and late at night from work and they would like you know make demands you know what i mean like yo buy me a soda yo let me get three dollars like what the fuck bro i just got home from work but again like i said cynical you know what i mean i was always kind of a cynical dude in a lot of ways you know and when I was a kid, I was probably 15, 16, and there was uh, a big... You could look back. It was my sophomore year in high school in New York. Really? Where you, they can look in their periodicals? Yeah. The, <laughs> you can the, 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 the Google almanac. it. You could look in the Farmer's <laughs> Almanac. The winter that year was fucking crazy. It snowed all the time. And it was Catholic high school, dude. You know, that's a private school. They would just close. We were down in a hill. Like, they would just, all right, there's snow. All right, wait, no school tomorrow. Like, the month of that of December that year, we went to school, like, four times. Poor Terry McGuire. She was probably in charge of you. No, this is before that. This oh, is, like okay. I said, I was like a sophomore in high school. This is my grandmother still was dealing with my fucking maniac crazy ass. So, I had actually just went to, to where we went to that Vinny's wedding, that catering hall. It's a big... Russo's on the Bay. Yeah, I had just came from there. Everybody... At some point in our neighborhood, worked at Russo's. And this was like my time. I had just come from the orientation. So I was dressed like, you know, you uh, know, like I was valet like, Parker. No, like a I penguin. went for a job interview, right? And I stopped on my way home to the checker tables, which were right down the block from my house. And that was where the epicenter of mischief for kids in my age group at that particular point. What do you mean by checker tables? There was checker tables at the park and everybody would sit at the checker tables. Oh, okay. Checkers. Checker tables. Yeah. Sorry. Checkers. Uh, checkers. 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 Chess. You know, there wasn't chess or checkers being played at these tables. There was just people drinking 40s and, you know, acting crazy. But whatever. I stop off on there on the way home. And one of my friends had found keys to the car. The keys were in the door. So I took the car and it was stick and I didn't know how to drive stick. Got it like a you block. You still don't know how to drive stick. Yeah, yeah. I got it like a Your block. Your wife does. And the cops rolled up and I just got out and run. So everybody ran and I'm the only one that looks like I just came from a job interview. You know what I mean? It wasn't like everybody else was hanging out in snow pants and shit. Like, I, you know, I was dressed 
Nice. So they caught me real quick. They see you and decide the guy in the suit must be the perpetrator? Yes, because I, I was the one the guy that running out. Like, I got out of the car and ran out. So they saw me run out, and then I ran into, you know, there was a bunch of kids that scattered. Now, if I was dressed like all the kids that scattered, it might have been easier. Harder to identify you. Yeah, exactly. It was not difficult there to figure out which ones I was. There was only one kid in safety orange the, the, running away from There was only one kid in fucking dress shoes. You know what I right. mean? So, so what yeah, they, 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 they like, grab you by the shoulder? Yeah, but I, I, also I wasn't going to get any of my other friends in trouble too. So once they started coming in, I just stopped and I was, you know, it was me, whatever. And again, it was it's snowing like crazy every day. So like people were, were looking to get arrested. Like they didn't want to sleep outside in the street. So like homeless dudes were, you know, committing crimes. And so, but long story short, it was just super overcrowded. So I was in there actually for a few days. And when I came out, uh, the lawyer I got uh, was like, you know, you should go do community service now. This way, by the time you get to court, you'll get less hours. So whatever, I went to there. And He's going to see that you've already been setting a good yeah, example, trying to, you know, trying making to prove, your yes. um, amends. Yes. So there's, which, a, any, yeah. there's a special needs hospital in Howard Beach. So I went there and the lady that ran the program, she was the nicest, literally the nicest fucking human I've ever met. And I know Terry Maguire. You know what I mean? Like Terry Maguire still like has some salt to her from time to time. This lady was the fucking nicest lady I've ever met in my life. It was just her and like 30 special needs people. It wasn't just kids. So like it was kids, adults. some adults, you know what I mean? Middle. And just her. That's and hard. you know, it, it's, it could be intense, right? That's hard. So I'm like, you know, do you need some help? She's like, listen, I got a, a special Olympics qualifier coming up in uh, whatever it was, like three or four months. She was like, you coach them with the basketball up till then. And I'll sign whatever paper you need. I'll give you the whatever hours it is. I'll sign whatever letter you have. Uh, all right, done deal, you know? So I would go there, you know, two nights a week. And uh, I'd work with that. And I'm like, once we get competitive, dude, I'm like Bobby Knight. You know what I mean? Like he's... Who's Bobby Knight? Uh, he's a real intense basketball coach. Like I oh. wasn't, you know, I, I took shit serious, dude. You know, and when, by the time that we were done... Believe me, I'm not saying that we were going to beat the Lakers, but if you gave me another special needs basketball team, we would have kicked their fucking ass. And <laughs> we get, the day comes, like, all right, we go to St. John's University. We get out, so we get there, we get out. There's not a fucking basketball in sight. It's all track and field. That's what the event is. So, like... <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, no, but they, they try these. Believe me, I'm telling you, I didn't mind doing what I did because those kids and adults too never have a bad day in their life, bro. They're smiling the whole fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Like even at that at that event, everybody there, and there's some, you know. For the most part, it's a qualifier for New York State. There's not a lot of talent there, but there is talent there. Like, I think the dude that does the shock put, the thing that you put in your neck and then you throw, I think, like, the guy from that event went on to win the bronze medal for the Special Olympics for the world. But most of the talent wasn't exceptional. Like, they would fire off the gun and they'd run in different directions. It was, but it was, uh, 
Uh, it was that, but that was that's, that's the, a really nice image. That's the most that fucking. Fun. That's the most charity that I've ever done prior to you know what I do now with the book club. So when people talk about how fucking great I am, I like take that. a step back. You know what I mean? Like I said, the last fucking thing I did that was charitable, I was court ordered, and I stole a car to do it. Nice image. Yeah, nice visual. Can, nice visuals. We can take it down. We're putting me on the fucking pedestal, though. You know what I mean? It was a fun day. But there wasn't a fucking basketball in sight. And I was like, Ann. Her name was Ann. And I was like, Ann, what the fuck? There's not a basketball in sight. What have I been doing with these kids for the last one? She's like, they don't care, man. It's all, They're you know. Having fun. Yeah, they don't care. They're just having fun. So it's, you know. And she was like, and you got them good. They were all good. They were all ready to play. I'm like, all right. You know, they were a well-fucking-oiled machine, man. By the time we were ready for the Special Olympic Games. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, so... Like I said, it's the time of year, and it should have just been now, but if you're uh, someone that's fortunate enough to have a really good holiday, uh, think of the people out there that aren't. And, you know, if you could do, you know, pay someone a compliment, do something nice for someone, and, all, and all, it's not always about money. If you could keep that in your head and your heart and between now and the end of the year, and uh, I think that, we could all go into next year strong. I fucking love that story. That might be my new favorite story that I've never, yeah, I never even knew yeah, about I never you. Told you that. If I have a son that is incorrigible, like you sound, like you were, I will take out a brown wooden paddle. Yeah, but there, there was no me for him. I didn't have that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, didn't have, have a dad. Yeah, or that male influence. Any of the male influences I had were like older dudes. They looking like they were in the street back, too. You know what I mean? Like looking back, if God forbid your son acts like that when he's fifteen, what are you going to do? It's never going to get to just, that. Just it's a hypothetical. I just want to know if and like you know it's not going to it's not going to be probable because he has us. But if your son at the age of 15 lands himself at Calabasas High School hanging out with some kids at the checkers table and he comes home and you tell him. Well, no, he doesn't come home. That was the other thing. Like I said, I, I didn't mean to elongate on the story, but the, like in New York, I don't want to break up anybody's uh, thoughts about me. I know a lot of people out there think I'm the, I spent a few nights on getting a few, uh, you know, three Spit hots in a cot. So I've had the experience before. What? You had the what? Three hots in a cot. It's what you get when you go to jail. You get three hots and a cot. Three, three hot, hot meals and, and a cot. cot yeah. To sleep three in. hots and a cot. I thought the first time you got arrested was when you turned yourself in for jumping the fence and throwing the planters. Well, you thought wrong. I've been telling everybody Tommy's never been to jail before. Well, they, I no. think you mean. You didn't have to do L.A. County. Yeah, I've never been arrested. No, this is all shit when I was a kid, dude, when I was young. So you it doesn't I mean? count when you're like 12 or 15. Not okay, yet. so my point no, is, forget I mean, about listen, the cot. a little older, too, maybe, well, hold on, whatever. Hold on, hold on. My only Get point is, this, this is particular, what normally goes down. Three hats and, and a cod was not a regular thing, or it was. No, it wasn't a regular thing, but it's something. But it something, has happened to you while you yeah, were Yeah, the only reason I was even bringing it up is normally in New York, if you get arrested, like it's that park, that checker tables, for example, 
the cops would come there all the time and do sweeps. So like you didn't have to, you could just be hanging out in the park after nine o'clock and get picked fellas. up by the cops. Just clear you know what out. I'm saying? Go that, home, kids. That's not cleared out. They might arrest you. Sometimes they might clear you out. Sometimes they might come with a paddy wig and then actually arrest people. So, so basically it's like these are the kids that don't have a curfew being enforced by their parents or they don't have control over their kids. Or there's nothing really else big crime-wise in your precinct, so you got to fucking do something. So you got to do this, and this is Giuliani, you know, quality of life type shit. So, uh, you know, and again, if they come there every night to tell you to leave and you don't necessarily leave because you don't listen because you're a group of kids, uh, you know, sometimes they might come back and lock people up. My only point is normally you go through the system, it's a night in jail, they're going to give you an, uh, an ACD, which is it's a conditional discharge. So if you don't get in trouble for six months, then you're good. It's literally wiped off. It was like it never fucking happened. So that type of stuff would happen. But this time, because everybody was, you know, those jails were packed, I was in there for like four fucking days. They didn't take me to Queen's Book because they actually took me to a precinct. And I was there for like the first two days. So it was... I didn't come home. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, you said that, uh, what will you do if you're shams and you didn't, you know, you came home. I didn't come home. Was like, your grandma worried sick? Well, they let me make a phone call. So I was able to let them know. Cause I heard some stories about how bad you were. And it sounds like your grandma didn't have a lot of control over you. No. So begs the question, your mom wasn't around. Your dad wasn't around. You had some uncles and aunts, but no one in that household had any way well, of no, I, making I, you, know, you I do didn't really the right thing. Like you were just like a kid on his own recognizance. And I really didn't respect that. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't feel like I felt a real detachment from it. Yeah, it just didn't. You know. First off, I didn't think I'd live to be 30. Like, you know, according I just, to you, nobody else did. Yeah, I just did. So, I, like I said, man, I was just, but, you know, I didn't see big picture shit. I was angry. So, do you think it's because your mom, you would have listened to your mom, though, right? Had your mom stayed alive, I know that you told me that your sister Who and knows? you Who were knows? bad Listen, kids. I might not have listened to her either. You know what I mean? But I know that. Because you did say that you guys would mess with your mom, too. You no, and your no, sister. Yeah, no. Listen, unfortunately, my mom worked her ass off. You know what I'm saying? She, But she worked herself high would up. Would you be considered a latchkey kid? Meaning for, if you guys are not familiar with I'm sure you are. But like that means that your kids would stay at home with the doors locked until your parents would come home. Yeah, she went from a set, you know, a secretary to an executive vice president for what is now Verizon. Um, but you don't get there as a woman in the age that she did it in, the time without that she did it in, the in hours. without working your fucking tail off. I'm sure, you know, someone probably offered her the pickle every now and then, too. She had to fucking, you know, keep your head down and soldier through. You know what I mean? You but she would have so to do. comfortable talking about your mom. But she would have to do, <laughs> she would have to do fucking, like, there were street fairs. She would work those. So she worked her fucking tail off, bro. You know, and you, if you're a kid, you, you miss, you know, now. Now you could kind of psychoanalyze. I've been to enough therapy, sat down with enough fucking therapists, anger management. I know that, you know, there was definitely, I miss not having that mom. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, she was gone. So now I don't have any of that. So it's just, you, you go through life kind of on a drift. You don't think anyone gives a shit. So why do you give a shit? But, uh, you know, my, I do give a shit about my son a lot. 
And that's not going to happen to him. So you're saying that you can control your child when he's a teenager with all that testosterone from Tommy Fight, this Irish, angry, Catholic, Italian, Persian. Thank God he's got my angelic blood running through his veins. Yeah, because you're a real fucking... Because I was an obedient, fearing child. Yeah, yeah. I'm a God-fearing person today. Of the two of us, you're the one that actually spent time in prison. So uh, taking it down a notch, the fucking uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, relax. So (laughs) you think that 15-year-old Shams, your son, is going to have all that testosterone pumping through his body and he's going to just listen to you? If you do it right along the way, you don't get to that point. Right. if, If you lay the bricks... Then the house won't fall. If you break the right foundation and build the right bricks, then I think that uh, he'll be a good kid and he won't want to do shit like that. He'd be one of those other kids that were, that were at the, that checking tables that like were waiting for Tommy because he knew they knew I would do it. You know what I mean? He ain't yeah. going to be the one. He's not going to be the Tommy. Yeah, exactly. All right, well... I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, we've man. gone on and we, on. We went in there pretty deep. Well, I love it. All right, guys, that was fun. That was fun, babe. And we're going to see you next week. We're going to have Christmas episode next. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you guys so much, you dirty, dirty... You dirty, dirty sons of bitches. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week.